0: Welcome to The Art of Hunting, a podcast that explores the world of wildlife art through the eyes of one of the industry's most talented creators, Ryan Kirby. So whether you're a fellow artist, designer, hunter, or simply someone who appreciates the beauty of the natural world, join us on The Art of Hunting with Ryan Kirby and discover the passion and dedication that drives him. What's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome to The Art of Hunting podcast. Today, we're going to sit down and talk about antlers, uh, me and Madison, we're going to go over some things that uh, we featured in our antler print this year, and just talk about a few things that we've learned along the way. So stay tuned, and hope you enjoy this one. So today we're going to talk about antlers, as evidenced by all the yeah. antlers on our table. Yeah. Uh, but we 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 just um, my summer project for this fall was a new antler print that's all about antlers, how they grow. <laughs> Uh how they everything. Everything about antlers. How to score them, how to field judge them, non-typical versus typical pedicles, (laughs) why they have them, all that kind of stuff. And uh sorry. Y'all, I'm so
1: sick. I'm so sick. I'm so sorry. (laughs)
0: Uh so the the thing is what we thought we would do today is just talk about antlers. Mm -hmm. Talk about uh some of the stuff that that we've learned throughout that. Um how to draw them, things like that, uh, and kind of go through that because we re- you know we had Kip Adams from the NDA on the podcast before, but we just kind of talked about some biology stuff, and it was mainly with pedicles mm-hmm. and shedding and all that. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're going to talk about antlers today. <laughs> what have you learned, Mad dog?
1: I've learned a lot. Um, I, I really didn't know like the typical versus non typical stuff, and that honestly really fascinates me. I don't really know why, yeah, um, but like after watching Ryan do all this and then reading rereading the print eleven times <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, trying to make sure I learned so much about like how. Non typical antlers grow and develop, Mm -hmm. and I really never thought because we always joke around here that we have these tiny little bucks that are normal looking and they're boring and they're not like those midwestern deer. But like lately, we've had stories of people that have shot non typicals around here, which is honestly crazy to me, yeah. Because but after learning about how they grow and develop,
0: I, I was like, oh, well. That's cool. There's been I've seen some big deer for around here. Yeah, I have like too. Some legitimate big deer. It's yeah, like, holy cow. Yeah, i i took um, I took a rat last night down here. At oh, the end I was going to ask you if you did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we he he uh, typically he wants me to shoot stuff. You know. Oh, like all the time, all the time. And uh, we're sitting there, and he was he was frozen. And um, I mean, it, it was cold and he was tired and hungry and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, like, man, man, five more minutes, 10 more minutes. Of course, he wants to get down to like prime time. He's like, Dad, I'm starving. I was like, dude, we got to wait. Like, yeah. If you want to shoot a big deer, this is the time. Yeah. This is when they come out, you know. And we had an, an eight pointer come out and he was probably three and a half. We've got some pictures of him. We've seen him a few times. But in in the mountains around here, on average genetics, that's like 110 inches. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he's nothing to write home about. <laughs> and Rhett was like so we we watched him come in. He jacked around for a little bit. Um another smaller buck came in that had just one side and Rhett, Rhett was like crushed that I didn't shoot him. Like Dad, why didn't you shoot him? Yeah. And we're sitting there talking about this, whispering yeah. in the in the stand. But the main reason was I don't have time to deal with it right now oh, God. we're so stinking busy yeah I was like I, I and I had to come back out here and frame yeah and I'm like I don't have time to deal with that deer. yeah right I didn't tell him this yeah. but I was like dude I don't have time to deal with that deer I have to go back to work tonight yeah and I have to work tomorrow yeah and the next day and then we go out <laughs> of town and um so I mean, if something big would have come in, I would have would have shot it. But I told him, I was like, "Man, I've already taken a bigger deer than that this year. He's young. I'd rather you shoot him next year." All yeah. these kind of reasons why. But
1: Aww. you gave, really, him good, like, like, yeah, like, gave him the no, good like dad talk. Yeah, no, I gave it talk. for you, buddy. This yeah. is for you, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he's a pretty sharp kid, and you can't. We're getting past that age where you can like, like the go to as a parent is. If you don't want to go somewhere, especially during COVID, this was so easy. But if you didn't want to go somewhere, it's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. They're closed. The, yeah. the store's closed. Yeah. We can't go there. Or this yeah. is closed. <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate now he's white like, lie. Yeah. As a parent, is like, ah, they're closed. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it.
1: Poor Red. We
0: can't go there. But he's getting past the age where you can, like, do that stuff with him. Have
1: y'all told him about your trip yet?
0: No, we're going to do that tonight. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. We're
0: going to the Gaylord. Um, it's kind of a, a Christmas thing uh, that we we've done. We didn't go last year, but about every year we'll take them to the Gaylord. Oh,
1: really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I thought this was just a one time thing.
0: No, when uh, when we were started to work with Tractor Supply, the licensing company, who we were trying to get in with them and start the kick off the relationship. And it was like December first, and they're like, "Hey, we've got a meeting with Tractor Supply. Is there any way you could come?" And Brooklyn was Brooklyn was two months old. Oh then. wow! Yeah, and I had you know been to the to the Gaylord through the Turkey Federation oh, yeah. and knew of it. And you know it was right before Christmas. It was like they were they're asking like, "Can you get here like next week?" you know, to mm-hmm. meet with Tractor Supply. And Tractor Supply is headquartered in Nashville. That's yeah. why all this was going down. And I was like, yeah, let me see. Let me th- let me see what I can do. So I started talking to Kim. I was like, well, what if we made this like a fun family trip and we just went to the Gaylord you yeah. know, for a weekend? The kids would love it. But the reason we chose the Gaylord, we looked at some other places, but it was December in mm-hmm. Nashville and we have a two-month-old. Because yeah. Brooklyn was born... October, October, yeah. So I was like, hey, if we go to the Gaylord, it's nice, it's cool, but we will not have to bundle everyone up to walk down outside. outside. We don't, like we can literally stay in there the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what it was like at Christmas. I figured it was cool, but they have the whole place lit up. Mm. The kids literally wake up in their jammies, and we don't change all day. They, they're just in, and. and a lot of families go there for Christmas, so all the kids are just in their Christmas jammies all day. Running
1: around, yeah.
0: Running around, um, <coughs> you know, and there's all kinds of fun stuff to do. And then they've built upon it, like there's there's an ice skating rink and a, um, a sledding, like an ice thing. You get on inner tubes and slide down through the ice and stuff. Yeah. The kids had a blast. And so we've kind of made it an annual tradition. Oh, cool. So we didn't go last year, too much going on, but we're going to go back this year. That'll be so. fun.
1: They'll and that water park now. Whoa.
0: So you literally, you, we literally for three days, we don't leave the hotel, you know?
1: Yeah. All. And in it like a big, it's giant.
0: Yeah. It's a big, there's a couple big <laughs> atriums and there's a bunch of restaurants and, and they kind of do it up for the kids, which okay. is cool. That'll be cool. So. They'll love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, back to so deer. Anyway, deer. It, I, it
0: was a. It was like a business meeting that I turned into <laughs> a, a family trip, and we had so much fun. We've gone back over and over. So we are going to break it to the kids tonight. They don't know that we're going. Yeah. So we're going to break it tonight that we're. going. I've
1: almost spilled the beans multiple
0: times, oh, me too. and I've like, but then I'll be like, I don't think they've told them yet, so I don't say anything. <laughs> so it'll be a lot of fun. But anyway, <laughs> back to deer. <laughs> back to deer. Um, the the you know as an artist, I mean, as a hunter, I'm I've always been obsessed with antlers, like we all are. You yeah. Know? Even there, there's a big, you know, you want to get heated on uh, social media. You start talking about like letting deer grow and age, and oh, you shouldn't have shot that. Let them go another year. But regardless of whether the deer score. Well, or not, we've always been fascinated with antlers. Yeah. Like, it's just, I think it's ingrained in us. Like, everybody's, everybody's wanted to shoot a big deer. You dream of shooting a big deer. That's just part of the hunting culture. And so this print is designed to celebrate that. But as an artist, painting and drawing antlers has just been a natural thing. Like, we've talked about that before. Like, some of my favorite sketches are are does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nobody cares because yeah. they don't have antlers. So antlers have just been a, a huge part of my career as a byproduct of producing work that people like and yeah. I like. Um, and so that's the the whole point of this print and our podcast today.
1: Why do you think we as like a I guess country are so like where did the obsession with the antlers start, you think? Like why I don't know. why would we as hunters, why would the be why would that be the only thing we focus on? Like I Person- guess because of I, the, like, look. I, I think
0: it's even, like, you look at cave art, Yeah. you know, and I did a ton of research on um, cave art, um, Indian artifacts, all that kind of stuff when I was doing my logo. Yeah. Um, so I went to the ASU library. And, f- and read stuff. <laughs> and literally for three days, all I did was just read and research and kind of sketch and do all that kind of stuff before I c- came up with the the concept of my logo. But... Um, what you see, even in that cave art, it's all giant antlers. Oh, like, really? It's all, everything has to do with antlers. Like you never see, yeah, they have some does or cow and a lot of those, um, a lot of those art, it's just kind of like beastly figures. It's like a cow with Moose antlers, or I don't know if they just weren't very good at drawing. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have, you know. But it's really hard to recognize. It's not like, oh, that's a mule deer, that's an elk, that's a whitetail. It's all like cow-looking figures with weird racks, you know. So, so even it, since the dawn of time, I feel like we've been obsessed with antlers. I think that they're unique. You know, they grow different on on different males and you know a doe is a doe is a doe is a doe there's very rarely anything unique about them but antlers vary by the age of the male the genetics there's a ton of variety and I think it's just something we're drawn to mm. you know it's just they're different they're unique they're cool and so we're drawn to them
1: well and aren't there some what are what's the scientific name for deer Ung- ungulate, ungulates ungulates yeah isn't there some that the females have antlers too?
0: Yeah, there's a few like do um, caribou
1: or something. I should, I should have looked that up. I should up. know this.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, there's a few and I know um uh the the sika deer, I feel like Oh. um I've hunted those on the on the east coast of Maryland. They do the the hinds and the mm. stag mm. and they all kind of have antlers. Like a lot of times you, you look for a ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. Like, uh, you can't, you can't really tell an immature uh, hind from a doe because when I went up there, we were on a, a doe hunt, the, mm-hmm. the hinds. Um, and you had to be really careful because they all kind of have, they all kind of look the same. Yeah. They're not very big. Yeah. So, um so, there's a few there's not a lot though yeah I didn't think there was a lot but I was
1: I I think that's interesting too when the female has the antlers too
0: (laughs) (laughs) but one of the cool things we're going to do a video later this afternoon on uh, or today on um, shedding why Buck's shed Mm -hmm. and one of the coolest things that I learned working with Kip and Matt from the NDA is the the photo period so oh, yeah. the annual growth timeline yeah. of a deer. And all that is regulated by the photo period, the amount of light, which we know affects turkey breeding behavior and all that kind of stuff too. But but also the the changes in photo period cha- influence changes in testosterone. And testosterone is what um, – causes change any change in a buck's antlers are caused by a change of testosterone. Mm-hmm. So when they start to grow antlers, there's a little bit of a peak in testosterone. When they shed their velvet, there's a peak in testosterone. And when they when that uh testosterone drops after the rut, that's when they shed. Mm-hmm. So any big changes in a deer's antler are caused by testosterone.
1: And aren't they don't they have like blood circulation in them too?
0: In the in the velvet, yeah. In the
1: velvet, they yeah, do in the oh, Okay.
0: So that so when they <coughs> when they grow, um, I thought this was cool too. That deer's antlers grow from from the tips. So, like instead of just continual growth coming from the bases, they actually grow from the tips, which is why like we're looking at our antler print here. But like in June, they have these big bulbous tips yeah. on the ends of their rack. That's because they're growing from the tip. Uh, But that velvet is really, it's very vascular, I guess is what they call it. It's rich in a blood supply. Hmm. Wow. And then when they shed that, that is, um, that's why the the velvet's all bloody and the racks are bloody for a day or two.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Interesting.
1: I know I'm sitting here looking at this one, like when in February, when it like drops off, like... How embarrassing would that be to look at that, be that buck that walked around with a giant rack, but now you literally just have (laughs) nubs and you're walking around like, yep. (laughs) that would kind of be embarrassing
0: looking, but it's
1: bloody too. That's weird.
0: There's a lot of late season uh, deer hunts too. And especially in urban areas, there's a lot of um, antlerless only seasons. And sometimes they even bring in snipers to take them out. But you have to be careful there because the bucks a lot of times um, have dropped their antlers in like why january do they do February, that?
1: why do they do those seasons
0: to control the population oh. <laughs> so this is like this is like when i mean this is like urban stuff oh you know and they can't you know it's hard for them to have a, an open deer season mm-hmm. um maybe there's not enough room to do it safely with hunters in there or people just don't like it so it's kind of like they don't know what they don't know. They come in and use snipers (laughs) after dark and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, but, and there's also, um, Illinois did it, uh, I think they initiated the late doe season, if I remember right, a few years ago. But, if, if a deer's stressed, sometimes he can drop early. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not uncommon for deer to drop first part of January, Mm. sometimes. Especially if they've been stressed or it's been a hard winter. And um, they can drop early. Well, if you have a if you have an antlerless deer season on, you know January twelfth, and those bucks have lost a lot of weight from the rut, so they're run down. Their bodies are smaller, and they don't have antlers. Yeah, you could, if you're not careful, you could you could shoot a buck when you're trying to shoot a doe. Mm.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, another thing I learned too is that um, the pedicles. Like when we were talking to Kip, you remember that podcast? We were talking to Kip. And he was talking about the pedicles because shed season's coming up. And you can learn a lot from the, 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 where the actual antler separates from the skull. So a lot of times there's a little, um, um, the 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 pedicle can be concave here so like this one sticks out a little bit but a lot of times that pedicle can be concave right here is that concave or convex yeah concave concave yeah uh i'm trying to like think of (laughs) smart words (laughs) words. (laughs) so if if this if this portion here is concave and kind of hollowed out that's a sign the buck had low testosterone, which he probably was stressed in some way, and that's why his antler fell off. Well,
1: that one early. I'm looking at, this one kind of is concave. A little.
0: A little. Well, this one that <laughs> actually sticks. It would be concave oh, like way, down way down by the base oh, of the antler. Okay. This one was pretty good. Um, And this deer here, actually, they call it the – what the heck do they call it? I was watching a – uh, MSU deer lab video and they were talking about it, but it would be concave right down at the actual burr right here. Mm. So this one, this buck actually had a lot of testosterone and he, um, he shed that on March 28th. So very late. Wow. For deer. Yeah. Um, and then some of these other ones here, like see how this one has a little yeah, that's bit weird. of a burr. That's probably a little bit part of the pedicle maybe an injury there but some of them will have a little tip of like a piece of the skull Ooh, um, i saw an msu video they were talking about that and that deer probably died because if part of the skull came off he probably had a brain abscess
1: oh right weird
0: there. and so you can tell that from the shed hmm. so
1: i think deer diseases are so
0: gross yeah, they're kind of nasty.
1: They're nasty animals, if you actually think about it.
0: <laughs> there's some pretty wicked ones going on right now. And there's a huge debate in the deer hunting community um, over EHD, blue tongue, all that kind of stuff. What's so. EHD? Epizootic hemorrhagic disease. Ooh. Um, there's some There's some uh, diseases, and I, I'm not an expert on any of that, so I'm not going to talk like I am. But um, they basically, they're spread by midges. And Blue Tongue, EHD, uh, CWD, Chronic Wasting Boasting Disease. disease. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot of different kind of terms for them, but basically <clears throat> it's, uh, it. let's see, one of them is spread by a midge and one of them is in the soil. I think EHD is, or CWD is spread in the soil. It's in
1: the soil because I read, or I got notifications from like North Carolina Wildlife mm-hmm. that they tested a... There was a deer recently that they found with chronic wasting disease and Cole yep. freaked out. He's like, Oh my god. He's yeah. like, No. And I was like, What's the big deal? He's like, This is kind of a big deal. He's yeah. like, we don't want this in North Carolina.
0: They can't they can't get rid of it. Um, yeah. I've even read uh, stories. I, th- I think it was maybe in Kansas or somewhere where they had a high fence operation and CWD gets in the soil and they even, they killed off the entire herd, took the top soil out. And I feel like I read they, they dug 10 inches of soil out and removed it entirely from but the site. Still there. And it was still there in mm-hmm. the soil after they did. That's it. So, crazy. Yeah. So there's a few things that, you know, deer hunters are starting to rally around. Um, Cause man, you you got to think about like there's a entire uh, obviously our hobby and our passion is deer hunting, but even even careers you know think about all the careers and the the outdoor industry is is largely based on whitetail deer hunters. Yeah, the bow companies and and stuff like that. So it, as a community, we definitely have an interest in in trying to figure it out if we can, or at least mitigate yeah. it if yeah. we can't. So (laughs) It's wild though
1: I think it would be I honestly think it would be Kind of cool To be like a Where they do the Like a biologist Or a Vet That like Checks the wild animals For that stuff And like doing the like Deer drives and stuff to try
0: and catch Mm -hmm. them and
1: test them and all that.
0: I think that would be so fun. Coolest thing is they catch them with nets. Nets, yes. Out of (laughs) helicopters.
1: Yes. Yeah. That would be insane. Amazing. I was listening to, I think it, I'm sure it was Meat Eater or something, and they talked to a girl who did it for mule deer and Mm -hmm. they did the nets and the, and I listened to that whole podcast just enthralled. I was like, that would be so fun. It would be amazing. But I can't remember where they said they did it, but. I think that would be really fun, A, to watch, and like all the deer freaking out. It's like yeah. kind of funny because <laughs> they make the weirdest noises.
0: You definitely, it'd definitely be one of those things like um, like you'd think, oh, I'm going to go do that. I mean, yeah. And then your first assignment right out of the college is some boring yeah. study in Maine. I
1: just have to write <laughs> down something. Go observe the butterflies in Maine or yeah. something.
0: <laughs> you'd have to luck out to get that. <laughs> Like, to be the intern that got to do that, yeah. you'd have to got look to out on that to jump out of the
1: helicopter with a net yeah. and jump on top of a deer.
0: <laughs> it's wild, though.
1: Did you see that video of that uh, doe that got stuck in Walmart? It ran no. in Walmart. <laughs> I think it was in Wisconsin or something. Yeah. And a... Walmart employee jumped on it and like got on top of it and <laughs> held it down until they opened the door for it to run out. And it's there's a video. I think it's a woman that jumped on it and yeah. it's a doe. And she's like, Bleh! <laughs> she's like bleeding and like trying awesome. to make noises. And the like uh, the staff members just hold holding for dear life on the th- on the dough. <laughs> And then they let the door open and it runs out.
0: See, our next our next step, Austin, on a podcast is be like, you know how Joe Rogan has Jamie to be like, Jamie, pull that video up. Yeah. When we get that TV up there, we're going to yeah. do that. We're going to have commentary. Yeah. Let's see the video of that deer getting tackled in yeah. Walmart.
1: Yeah. I, well, Tammy said something about it the other day, and then, you know, we're talking about it, and then my smartphone pops it up, so you'll probably get it really? in a minute. Yeah.
0: They're stalking us, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it
1: was interesting though because i was like way to go walmart employee <laughs> <laughs> i, like, I would have just been like yeah whatever let it do its thing <laughs> i'm not getting on top of that thing
0: there's a lot of crazy crazy um videos of deer doing stuff just yeah. <laughs> Landing in vehicles, jumping in and out of windows, all that kind of stuff. (laughs)
1: That's my biggest fear is a deer. Me hitting a deer and it coming through the windshield. That is my biggest fear.
0: (laughs) It happened um, close to my hometown one year. Uh, There was a truck in front of a car, and the truck hit the deer, and the deer flipped up over the truck and landed in the passenger seat of the car, the car behind it, Ugh. and it's it was its butt was in the seat, and its hooves and head were like this out the window.
1: <laughs> so like it was sitting in it, but. kind
0: of yeah, but like all four <laughs> legs and the head were out the window, and just his butt was in the seat. Ugh. But I mean, you don't want to think worst case scenario. But like, what if some, what if somebody was sitting in that passenger? Seat I
1: know.
0: And a deer just fell through you. it. Yeah. That's the last thing you it's would ever think about. My biggest fear ever,
1: because a, because I would freak out if a wild animal was in my car because <laughs> you know it's, it's freaking out. Tommy it's, Boy. It's stunned. I've never seen that
0: movie. <laughs> You've never seen Tommy Boy? No. Austin, have you seen Tommy Boy? <laughs> Oh my God!
1: <laughs> Is that the Chris Farley movie? Yes. Oh yeah, no. Never. Tommy
0: Boy Callahan mm-hmm. Auto. No. Never when seen the deer it. they hit they hit a deer <laughs> and they think he's dead and they put him in the car. Yeah. And no. he wakes back up. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. I would never. Oh my God! I would never. <laughs> I, would, I
0: would be. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, we can't have these moments yet, guys. <laughs>
1: The, what's the uh, Tommy made? Boy
0: had to have been late 90s that's when I was born
1: <laughs> oh I was God. born in 96
0: <laughs> no <laughs>
1: you're with two millennials right now oh
0: uh. What's wrong with our culture right now? No, you kids haven't seen Tommy Boy.
1: No, millennials are fine. <laughs> you need to talk to the Gen Zers.
0: Millennials
1: are fine. We're doing our best out here. Okay, I will fight over that. <laughs> All these people that right. used to say, You millennials, no,
0: we're watching Tommy Boy. <laughs> I cannot believe you guys hadn't seen Tommy Boy. Um, well, anyway. The deer Dang it! That fell through. A car. This whole podcast is derailed. Now.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: just saying, though, that would be my biggest fear ever: is a deer flying through my windshield. Yeah. Because. Whew.
0: Well, um, uh, Chris Farley and David Spade, they go on a road trip to save his company, Callahan mm-hmm. Auto Parts, and they go through like a series of all kinds of crazy stuff, and then a deer. They hit a deer. And they put it in the back. It's like a convertible with a soft top. Oh, Lord. And the deer gets up and tears the whole thing apart. Oh, gosh. One night. Oh, goodness. Anyway, anyway. It's not the funniest part of the movie, but it is a part of the movie <laughs> that you would recognize.
1: <laughs> if I have seen oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what, antlers.
0: So one thing that I thought was kind of cool, and I've, I've never, ever thought about this until we did this deer print, is... Why do deer have antlers? I don't really know. But you know, we, we talk about like obviously, you know, they use them to fight and 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 defend their turf, but uh actually I learned they're not territorial from Kip and, and Matt. Which but, I <laughs> think
1: is crazy too. We talked about yeah. this on another episode.
0: It depends on how you define territorial, because you know, in the in the hardcore, like this is this buck's 30 acres and this is this buck's 30 acres and they fight for their 30 acres it doesn't happen that way yeah they roam their home ranges overlap all that kind of stuff but if you if you get them in a food plot with a hot dough to to, two similar age class bucks they're gonna fight so like they're kind of defending that turf but they're not really territorial in the the truest sense they're um, more just fighting fun. over the breeding rights. Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of people think when you say something's territorial, they think of like a dog that like marks its territory yeah. or like wolves that won't let another pack come into their they yeah. have they have territories, but yeah, I I remember you saying something like no like deer are more like The men that walk in the bar, yeah, but
0: they're bar hopping. They're
1: bar hopping. They're not really like, oh, you can't come in my bar. Yeah, they're more just like, oh, hey, what's up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not like this buck has this bar, this buck has this bar, this buck has this bar, and they don't go in each other's bar. They're all bar hopping. Yeah, and they happen to be in the same bar fighting over a girl. Yeah, so like that's a little bit more how it works. Yes,
1: yes, (laughs) and I, I tried to explain that to my mom because, like. We had a lot of bucks last year yeah. come in our, ha- like come in our neighborhood, but a also they're building houses, so they're tearing down the yeah all the vegetation and everything. So it's like all the deer are gonna be gone by the end of the year. Oh, they'll adapt. Well, that's what they'll Mom said. She's like, we're gonna. Well, and then I told you about the two that came the last week or two weeks ago but those are the only two bucks we've really seen last year we had a huge deer i mean he had giant antlers we had a huge
0: buck is he really that big
1: yes he was humongous okay Uh, like
0: can i hunt in your backyard
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i hadn't seen him again i think he's been shot i hadn't seen him again Maybe, but I,
0: there was some big. There's a big deer or two shot over there. Well, but that deer there is like a one seventies. He was humongous. Yeah.
1: That was the biggest buck I've ever seen here in yeah. my entire life. He was huge. He looked like a horse. Like he was massive. Yeah. But, and my mom said that she woke up one morning and she could see how thick his antlers were, and he like reached over and could reach his. Like hindquarters and scratch. That's how big they were. But mm-hmm. I was like I just saw his body at night and because I was letting my dogs out and yeah. he was bedded down in the um there's like a little lot next to our house and they they keep they keep bulldozing it and whatever, but at the time, are they building
0: a the house there? new? What, no? The deal?
1: Thank God, that's they a just long bul- story. What are, they,
0: what are they doing to bulldoze it? Are they well, just they it level.
1: Yeah, I guess they're keeping it level. Well, they were selling it and they sold it to some a Floridian that yeah. wanted to build there, but then they did the perk test and yeah, basically they told the guy you couldn't build anything bigger than a two bed, one bath house there, yeah. which because it would be right on top of our house, yeah, and. Uh, luckily, the guy was like, "Well, we I bought it, but we're not going to do anything with it yeah. yet." But yeah. he's also now the president of our HOA. <laughs> Yay! Ironic. <laughs> but anyway, the buck was bedded down in that it had overgrown. Bush hogged. That's the word I was thinking bush-hogged. of. Bush
0: hog. Okay. Yeah, that's different than bulldoze. Yeah. I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> no,
1: they bush hogged it. Bush hogged it. <laughs> um, yeah. he was bedded down, and I let my dogs out, and. He was bedded down, and he saw. him, And I always take flashlight out, and he saw us come out. Well, he, i saw him stand, and he was the biggest-bodied deer I've ever seen in my entire yes. life. He was like a megalodon; like he was <laughs> huge. The <It's a> meg. <laughs> but I never saw his antlers. But Mom said he was like his antlers were super thick, like that, yes. and huge. But I hadn't mm. seen them this year. And so I kept trying to explain to her that their home ranges
0: yeah. are very. Would she say
1: She's like, really? They need Jesus.
0: They no. shouldn't be in the bars.
1: <laughs> no, she said, she's like, really? And I said, yeah. She said, well, and this is also after we were having our discussion about everybody shooting these tiny mm-hmm. deer and just shooting whatever moves. And she's like, well, we're not going to shoot any here And Are all these deer going to figure out that this is where it's safe and we're not going to shoot them and it's going to be safe (laughs) and we're going to have like a deer sanctuary? And I was like, okay. And then Dad said, Yeah, okay. Dad's like, Just wait till I get on my back porch and I see all these deer in my yard. Just wait. Yeah. But yeah, in March we had a big. There was like five. It was like a bachelor group of. And they
0: had their antlers.
1: Well, they had velvet. They had. They oh, looked like they could
0: have shed early. Yeah. yeah. They,
1: it was like March or April. They had yeah. their, they had, they were in velvet or something. It was kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Usually we work with whitetail properties on shed rally quite a bit, yeah. um, giving, giving away some prizes and stuff. And um, shed rally is usually, I think it's the first or second weekend in March because most of the deer will have shed by then. Yeah. Um, I think it's second weekend in March. So,
1: yeah. They were, it was like, I mean, they were small bucks. They weren't, they yeah. weren't big, but yeah. they. there was probably four or five, and they all walked up in our yard, and they all had their velvet. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't spring. It was probably the summer, but I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm trying to look. It was definitely July. I'm looking at your chart. It was definitely July. Okay,
0: well, March and July are different. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was definitely July.
0: Definitely different. <laughs> definitely July.
1: That's exactly what it looked like. They had velvet and it, but they they started having their um tines. It's the tines, right? Yeah, starting to grow out. Yeah, but there was like four or five of them
0: that walked up. Yeah, and they'll be bashed up. Hey, everybody! Thank you so much for all of your holiday orders. We have a lot of happy hunters that are getting. Uh, art this year for christmas so we appreciate your support we appreciate all that and just a reminder uh it's getting kind of tight to christmas now so if you want to get an order in and get it there by christmas order today at ryankirby.com we will do our absolute best but as we get closer to christmas it gets harder and harder to get um, orders there on time so order today at ryankirby.com thank you guys so much and have a merry christmas
1: why do they do that for (coughs) safety
0: I, you know, I really don't know why I think that's they weird. do bachelor groups, but their you know their testosterone um, is what drives them apart. Yeah, you know, when they when they shed, so that that peak in testosterone that we were talking about causes them to shed their velvet, become hard antlers. Well, that peak in testosterone also prepares them for breeding, and they stop becoming buddies. Yeah, then um, I, I remember um, my buddy Dave Emkin. He was a taxidermist, and he had a deer in a pen outside really to study him oh he had he had one buck and like three or four does um and i got some funny stories about that he eventually escaped Um, oh yeah and they saw him for one season or two but anyway they said you could go in there and he'd come eat apples out of your hand when he was in velvet but the day he got hard horned you'd walk in there into that pen to feed him or do whatever you were doing, and he'd he'd start staring you down, and it was like the day he got hard horned, everything changed. You and said he was horned. not your buddy.
1: You said horned. Well,
0: <laughs> we you say hard horned. That's uh, a term. It's not a horn. Okay, <laughs> but when they get hard horned, that's kind of a slang term. I guess. I was about to say not biologically accurate.
1: Yeah, I was about um, to say.
0: But the the second the day he shed his velvet and he he had hard antlers, it everything changed and he'd eye you like he wasn't your buddy anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, but one of the cool things that we, we kind of had to think about when we were talking about this and I, I had to start doing some research cause I'd never thought of it before. You know, we, we talked about deer, not territorial in the truest sense of the term, but they will fight each other. And really what they do is they lock antlers and then they push, push each other around. And, I don't know if it was you or Cassie. Somebody asked, like, well, why don't they why don't they kill each other? Are they trying to kill each other? Yeah, it
1: was me, I think.
0: And I was like, Well, no, they're not trying to kill each other because if they really wanted to kill each other, they would just ambush from the side and And gore gore each other. And they'd kill each other. And if 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 that was true, then a spike would be the deadliest deer in the woods because he just shank you, you know, like from the prison yard. but they don't they don't do that you know they they're they're not it's not in their best interest to kill each other off completely yeah. so you know they kind of pin their ears back bristle their hair up and they'll kind of sidestep each other like they're about to dance but then they square off and they come at each other and it's like if they really wanted to kill each other they wouldn't do any of that stuff yeah so why do they have them yeah. um but the the it, it's mainly to to ward off other rivals for breeding rights is the main thing. Um, but also there's been some really interesting studies out about how antlers are a symbol or antlers are an outward symbol of internal health, mm. if that makes sense. And um I I don't can't remember if it was I think I heard about this on the MSU Deer Lab podcast or something, but they were they were talking about they had they'd taken high fence deer and cut their antlers off so that the does couldn't tell. They took similar age class, and I'm jacking all this up, I'm (laughs) sure, but they basically took similar age class, similar genetics, and varied their antlers by cutting them off, putting fake antlers on their head, and then they watched the does on the other side to see which buck they gravitated to, and they almost always went to the buck with the largest antlers. Yeah because in order to have large antlers you need to be healthy first yeah. off you need to be um old so you have to have the instincts behavior ability to survive yeah. you know if you're if you're dumb you're going to get shot early in life if yeah. you if you're um I don't want to say viral uh viral what's the word I'm looking for like healthy strong um i
1: don't know all that
0: kind of stuff viral we'll like yeah, viral's not
1: not good. the word <laughs>
0: but um if you if you're healthy strong capable of surviving capable of finding food capable of defending yourself against other bucks those are all qualities that the doe wants to give her offspring yeah so a large rack is an outward symbol of that gotcha and that's why In theory, they gravitate towards bucks with the largest handlers. In the wild, though, they rarely have that opportunity. It's not like The Bachelor. Right. They're not just lined up and she gets to choose. Yeah.
1: It's not like The Bachelor.
0: Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe when your mom creates her deer sanctuary, it will happen that way. And she'll create create a little bachelor for deer. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have a rose ceremony for... I guess it's The Bachelorette that... Oh yes.
1: Yeah, that's the bachelorette. Yeah, the
0: bachelorette would have all the dudes yes. lined up she
1: could choose from. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh.
0: But it's cool because, you know, you can go as far down the rabbit trail as you want with this stuff. And mm-hmm. those, you know, I'm I'm obviously just the artist. I, I I've learned and gained enough and like <clears throat> when we do these prints, I typically have an idea of what I want to talk about and I'll write all the copy and do all my own research. But then before we ever go to press, we, we run it through biologists, yeah. um, mainly Kip and Matt um, at the NDA and say, Hey, is this legit? Is this accurate? Um, is this an old wives tale or are there actual studies to back this stuff up? Yeah. Um, so I learn a lot when we do this stuff and, and I like to produce things that are, you know, biologically accurate. Oh yeah, in sound.
1: Well, I didn't know. Like looking at these, and then looking at the color part, how I never noticed. Like they can be the antlers can be darker or lighter. Mm-hmm. Like the color, I never noticed or even thought of antlers being different colors. So I think that's crazy too. That because um, like, see how yeah. brown I mean, that these, one is.
0: These are. You know, this one's pretty light to begin with, but that's a that's a pretty distinct difference. I oh, mean, yeah. If I'm going to go art dork on you, that's several shades of value. Well, <laughs> value gradations.
1: Gradations.
0: Uh, but, yeah, that, and that, that was the other thing is, um, you know, like we can say you know certain antlers are darker than others, but why? yeah, uh, I don't know why you know there's all kinds of rumors, like mm-hmm. you walk into the coffee shop and they'll tell you all kinds of the old timers will tell you, but um, what we found out is that there's a variety of factors um the the first being how much blood is let is it remains on the antler after <clears throat> it's shed um that that's more of a genetic thing, but more blood left on the antler um the the darker it's going to be stained so like if a buck sheds his velvet very quickly and it's clean um it it's going to be lighter if there's more blood or it's it's a little bit messier shed it's going to it's going to be darker but then also the rubbing behavior affects it a lot so um a deer that rubs a lot and rubs a lot of uh cedar trees pine trees which we all have around here a lot is going to naturally have a darker rack um just the nature of the trees and the more they rub the darker it's going to be which is why a lot of your older deer have darker racks is they just they just rub a lot The rubbing behavior is
1: Um, is rubbing a territorial thing kind of quotation marks
0: um you know i mean he's they rub for a lot of reasons marking territory is a big one um a lot of it is just that's part of what they do during the rut. It's kind of a calling card, uh, so they're leaving scent behind too. Oh, so in that,
1: it's all it's the same characteristic as a scrape. Like yeah, it's just a "hey, I'm around" kind of thing. Yep,
0: and they'll come up and sniff it, lick it, chew on it. Um, sometimes you have like signpost rubs where a lot of deer will come to the same rub, and then sometimes a buck will just randomly rub whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of times too, if they if they're about to fight. They'll do that as a sign of dominance. Like they'll, Mm -hmm. if they're getting bristled up and ready to fight, um, they may start rubbing a tree. Like I've, I've rattled a deer before, and they'll look and they'll look up and then they'll find a tree and they'll start rubbing. It's kind of like they're flexing.
1: Interesting. To to
0: intimidate the other deer. Yeah. They they don't really. They want to avoid a fight. Yeah. If if at all possible. Yeah. So that's why they. Bristle up to look bigger. I know. They pin their ears back and walk stiff. <laughs> the they're trying face to they make
1: is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. We watched that video that one yeah. time. <laughs> it's just replaying in my head right now. It's so funny. Yeah, because they're like. Yeah. It's like the weirdest face I've ever seen. But I didn't know that they raised like hackles and bristled up either. I thought and it's funny when they pin their ears back. They look so stupid. I'm like,
0: wow. (laughs) I don't know why they do that. I don't know either. I
1: don't know. It's funny though. I
0: don't know. Maybe to make their rack look bigger. Maybe. Hiding their ears. I I I don't don't know. know. I have no idea. It's a question for Kip.
1: I know. (laughs) But the the bristle thing makes me think of like dogs like my dog yeah. she puffs up she looks like a freaking lion when she mm-hmm. gets mad like she's got it's all down her back and in her shoulders and everything so when I watched the deer video I was like oh I didn't know they do that yep. too
0: interesting so they do all kinds of stuff to like mm-hmm. try to avoid a fight just to bluff the other deer but yeah. rubbing is one of them oh. Um, but it's not and again like if we're talking about territories it's not like a buck walks up to a rub line and just stops like he's at the fence line. Of yeah, it's like, deer. oh, can't cross like
1: this call. line. Can't no, yeah. it's not like that. But. <laughs> no.
0: Um, I actually um, hunted the deer this year where you – and a lot of times you can um, – you walk into a buck's core area and it's just loaded with rubs mm. and 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 scrapes. And you can just tell he's here a lot. So just the act of him being here, he's gonna rub, he's gonna scrape, he's gonna if if there's sign there, like they're gonna be there. Yeah. You know, so
1: Hmm. I finally got my dad to put his trail camera out. Did you? I was like
0: Is it a cell cam or does he have to change the card? basic. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's not. (laughs) No. Anything to do with the cell phone. So that's why I got the basic cell cams though. I know, but being a state setting it up would be a nightmare.
0: No, they're easy. They're idiot-proof now. Trust me. Have you met
1: me. my dad? No. Oh, he can do it. He can
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: do it. but I got him the basic card one. and yeah. Oh, and then when we, like, threw our pumpkins away. That's a question. Do deer eat pumpkins? They
0: do. Do yeah. they?
1: They're not yeah. eating ours.
0: No. Well, I mean, are they, like, five feet from your house? Or I think they, my
1: dad put one of them too close to the road. Yeah. But the other one behind the – he put behind a bunch of trees, and I think they've been stopping at it, and that's where yeah. he put the camera –
0: well i've got a buddy that has a pumpkin patch around here mm. and he also has a corn maze and a christmas tree farm mm. so this is like, <laughs> it's, it's like a little trifecta of yeah. holiday income <laughs> can be destroyed by deer oh. so they he's got a depredation permit a lot of christmas tree farmers around here have a depredation permit where they can shoot deer year-round that are that are ruining their crops mm. and that's a thing you can do that um Especially in North Carolina, I feel like if they're eating or damaging your property at all, you wouldn't even need a permit to, to shoot them. Mm. I don't, I'd have to check into that for sure. But don't tell
1: my papa that. The
0: depredation <laughs> permits, you can do that to protect like your tree patches and stuff. And I was asking him, I was like, do they really come up here and eat your pumpkins? He's like, oh, yeah, mm. all the time. And our neighbor in Illinois has a pumpkin patch. He's like, dude, you come out here at night and there's 15 deer. Oh, <laughs> but I don't think they can. <laughs> I think they they eat the broken or rotten ones. I my buddy from North Carolina he might have told me that he's seen them paw at them and break them open. Oh well They, they don't chew like the outside, like the rind of yeah. a watermelon. Well, my dad but the inside they he would. totally
1: he busted them up and mm-hmm. threw them out. And but the, I think that one he piled because we had two. I think that one he put way too close to the road because yeah. they won't touch it. And yeah. then. But the other one, we've seen a couple of them walking right to it. But yeah, yeah, I was just that was a quick. I was like, I don't know if they eat
0: pumpkins. I'm I was sure they too, do. But they they definitely do. From pumpkin farmers, they'll well, tell you. Well,
1: they're eating my grandfather's green beans, and Lord, don't get Donnie's green beans. With his
0: green beans. We know his <laughs> reputation. Yeah.
1: He shot he's, another deer.
0: He's got a hair trigger anyway, and if you mess, he with shot his another deer.
1: Oh, I was gonna. Sh- oh, I think I deleted it. But the, um, the last. I'm trying to look at the diagram the here. Beam. The beam had like one of those a split crab claw. Yeah, it had a crab yeah, claw on it. Look at you. And I was like. Uh, that's cool. I was like, yeah. look, it was a tiny deer though. But
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at that! It's got a crab claw so on he it. was a four pointer then.
1: No, <laughs> no, it was not.
0: But he was a spike with a crab claw. No,
1: it was. <laughs> 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 Our joke, y'all, is that my grandpa shoots the tiniest deer. He's just a cold hearted killer. But yeah. anyway, he's a savage. That one I think was eight again, but it had the crab
0: claw at oh, the yeah. side. Yeah.
1: And I was like, "Oh, I've seen that before."
0: <laughs> the deer that I shot at the beginning of the season has it's technically a turkey foot. It's got a oh, crab the three? It's kind of like two crab claws uh-huh. on there on the end of it.
1: Well, I was going to ask you about that cuz I was like, is that considered <laughs> a like
0: um this here is not as much of a crab claw right. as it would be a G4. Like that's kind of a it's basically a longer point that's like this one here. Yeah. So that wouldn't really be a. Good crab yeah,
1: because it literally it was much. really close. They were like this. Yeah. So it would be like, like if this is the main beam, and then that's the little tine coming off is like yeah. that. Our crab claws. This is pretty
0: close to a crab claw, though.
1: Are crab claws considered non-typical, or are they typical?
0: It depends. It depends. So. um we, you know, we had talked about um the scoring of mm-hmm. a deer, which we go into a lot in this print, but like this buck here, <clears throat> this is obviously his main beam. Oh yeah. So if you a lot of times you can find the grain of it, and all it takes is one look to to tell that this is his main beam. Yeah. Now, if the main grain, if it was obvious that this was the main beam. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe a little bit shorter, that would be a crab claw and this would be a non-typical point. oh, but because this is the main beam, this is a standard inline g four right And so uh that's how that would be scored even though that's it's rare usually that would end like right here. yeah, like that's pretty long for a g four here yeah so so my dear out here, the Booner mm-hmm. there was a there was a debate. That was a debate. They had to look at it closely to see he's got kind of the same thing going on. Okay. Where if this was the main beam, that would make this non t- non typical point, and it would take him out of booner cat status. But if if they categorize this as the main beam, then that would make this a point and gotcha. put him put him in. So um, when you get those big deer with non typical genetics, like we talked about. As they get older, they develop kind of funky flyers and kickers and stuff like that. Um, they they have a, a registered Boone and Crockett score that will de- make those calls and determine that. Uh, on the biggest deer of the year, they send them off to a committee. Mm. So if there's ever a debate, they'll call in other people. Um, and I think he told me they even video the scoring. So if you have a, if you have a deer that's like a state record or – World record or anything like that. Um, a world record, they'd they'd probably send it somewhere and score it in person. By oh, a I'm panel. sure. Yeah, but um, I feel like you said like the top ten deer of the year or something like that are scored by a committee where they video it mm. and they would actually video the process how they scored it and if there was ever a discrepancy, they would weigh in as a committee to determine how it should score. But the rule of thumb is anything that's better for the deer. Yeah. Right. Force
1: it. I remember you saying that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what else?
1: I think I think that's all. I mean, we're
0: this one's going live next week, so it will be the last ish day to order for Christmas. Yeah, I think what is that? The nineteenth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing UPS ground, like, and you're not going to pay extra for shipping, you really need to you really need to order by the 17th, yeah. which is a Sunday.
0: The bottom line is just don't wait. Because, yeah, just
1: don't wait. Um, UPS has made it pretty evident that they're taking the 24th and the 25th off, and they're trying to get everybody's Christmas packages by to their shipping address by the 22nd. Hmm. So they're just trying to be early, I think. Yeah. So we recommend ordering by the 17th. Um, yep. So if you're doing UPS ground now— yep. If you're gonna do like two day air or second day or something, the twentieth is the absolute last
0: day. Yep. So we do our best though to to make sure we get them there on time. But
1: and we really folded. appreciate the people that are waiting on their framed prints right now. I know y'all have been super patient, and we did though. We just had a giant influx of framed orders, but which is awesome. Yep. Like. And we really didn't expect it though, but it's yeah. awesome, and we really appreciate you guys for being you know, patient with
0: us. <laughs> we're hustling, here. yeah. We're... I didn't shoot a deer last night, so I could go frame. Yes, he
1: <laughs> did. <laughs> he did. And guess what? He's getting ready to do after this. Go frame. Go
0: frame some more. But no, we we've down. We're down to eighteen, which is awesome. That have to be framed, including the ones I've already framed to get out the door. So yes. um, yeah, we'll get them out.
1: Thanks, guys, for being there and being patient.
0: And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: Happy holidays.